Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to the HP Podcast, your weekly video game podcast from us. Us includes me, Ben, and with me here today is Dave. Good evening. Canadian. How's it going? Evening. Happy Indeed. happy belated 4th of July to to the two of you and all of our American listeners. Hope Thank everybody you. had a, a safe and lovely holiday and, and blew some stuff up and drank some watered-down beer and, and barbecued some, some some questionable meat. Okay, so before we before we move on to talk about that. I just want to say your insult towards watered down beer, which, by the way, is a good insult to have. I agree with that. I don't like I don't like light beer and stuff generally. But the first time I ever met you in person, Dave, you showed up with a 30 pack of Bush Light. Okay, so that number one, (laughs) he's backpedaling already. That wasn't purchased by me. Uh Uh, And number two, that was the only thing we could get at the shitty little um open all hours liquor store that Phil took us to in <laughs> Butler, Pennsylvania. So, I mean, that was a product of America. That wasn't my choice okay, on two separate that, fronts. That is not true because there is nowhere that only sells Bush. Well, I don't know what they had. The point is we walked in the store. The woman looked at us very funny. It was like 10 o'clock at night. We're in a foreign country. Um, we just, again, it wasn't, it wasn't me who picked it. The person who picked it would absolutely drink that all day, but not me, but all right. yeah, and also I, not Phil. It, no, it wasn't Phil either. No. He, yeah. he doesn't I'm, drink beer at all. Nah. I mean, not that he wouldn't drink a beer, but he doesn't drink beer. He usually but, drinks liquor. Yeah. Cause it's all watered down. I'm just saying I, I prefer a stronger beer. You know me, Ben. I like a, a strong, hoppy That's IPA. Yes. And I find the uh, the the typical American beers were um, a bit too, you know, the Bud Lights and stuff yeah, like that. No, there. Those are Even fun. like Molson Canadian up here, I don't I don't really drink that very often. I prefer sort of the stronger stuff or yeah, something with a little bit more flavor and character. So, right. yeah. But I don't know. On the other side, we've got Bando, who last night – was drinking Bud Light Plat or Bud Platinum. Boys, listen, <laughs> listen. There's a, there's a big difference between drinking something and thinking it's the absolute best, and just drinking something to drink it. It was hot outside. I didn't want a heavy beer, and so I I did the platties. And and for you to say that exclusively that all light beers are watered down necessarily. They were the ones I was drinking. Six percent. Those are Bud Light. Those are Bud Platinums. They're not light beer, and that's fun. But they're well, also not. Bud Bud Light. Platinum. Oh, is it Bud Light Platinum? It is Bud Light Platinum. Oh well, it's not good. So it's not great. 
I uh, appreciated the one that you gave me and I drank it. It's I would I would make it similar to like when I go to a diner, I'm going to have shitty coffee. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean that I love shitty coffee, but yeah. I will drink the shit out of that shitty coffee. You know what I'm saying? Well, I will say so, that you bringing Bud Light Platinum is way better than what you normally bring, which is Michelob Ultra. Dude, I almost I almost got Michelob. Almost. I actually went for the cheaper of the two. I saw the six pack and it was like nine bucks for a six pack of Platties or I could get like a 12 pack for like 16 or 17 bucks of Mick. You paid nine dollars for Platinum? Six of them, yeah. You can get a six pack of eight percent juicy New England IPA for nine yeah. bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's where it's it was. At. What it was, what was available. I was at where? the get get go. I was at a no, gas no, station. No, they have good stuff. Yeah, don't toy around with me. It was cold. It was it was cold. Okay, that's slightly more fair. I so, and they were also kind of cleaned out. I, I, I yeah, looked, that makes sense. I looked yeah. around. I and I definitely didn't want a Guinness. Guinness is usually my first pick, but I wasn't going to sit outside on a hot day and drink a Guinness. Sure, I get you know that. what I yeah, mean. I so, um, but no, I I wouldn't say I'm an enthusiast of light beers by any means. In fact, if I had a choice, I wouldn't pick beer probably at all. Right. Um, but. Sometimes you just got to drink. It was the fourth. I felt like I had to do service to my country and have a Bud Light. Um, I'm a, you mentioned about not wanting a Guinness on a hot day. I always think it's funny when people are like, oh, I can't drink a stout in the summer. And I mean, I understand the temperature doesn't change, but the taste does, I guess. But uh, I, I love it when people talk about like eh, soup. They're like, I can't drink soup anytime. What about in the gazpacho? Despacho. I mean, Come that's on, different. man. Yeah, that's it's different. still a soup, though. It's too close to Gestapo. <laughs> oh my god! I was on a <laughs> that's cruise. something different altogether. The first cruise I ever went on, they like put the plate down in front of me and put a little—I don't even remember what it was now. I don't know what's in Gestapo, but they put a little piece of food or or decorative something in the middle of it, and then poured the Gestapo over that. Okay, and I was like, "Can you just brought me the bowl without?" It's the, the show, show, dude. It's I don't the, need the show. show. Yeah, I don't uh, you're, know. You're feeding me cold soup on a cruise. I don't need the show. I already have everything I need. Yeah, I guess the whole cruise is the show because you could just rent a boat and just sail by yourself, I guess. But Yeah, you could rent a boat and <laughs> eat cold soup all on your own. You don't need... You could be very... Ben's just on his sailboat by himself in the middle of the ocean, opening up cans of cold gazpacho and <laughs> downing them like it's nothing. I, 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 gotta, I, I, I do need to to peel back the layers on this like seasonal food thing a little yeah. bit, because this actually recently came up and Ben, I think like you were streaming once and like I was in your chat and I said something about like not drinking a sour in the winter or not drinking a Porter in the summer or something like that. Cause I'm the opposite of you. Like I have a lot of foods where I just do not feel like eating or drink uh -huh. or different drinks that I just don't feel like drinking certain times of the year. And one that came up recently when I was with some friends was mashed potatoes in the summer, Oh, which I had never really thought of. But when it came up, I was just like, no, like I would mm -hmm. eat mashed potatoes in the summer. If they were given to me, I would eat them, but it would not be the first thing I, that, that I would look to sort of, eat in the summer because i think it's just you know you don't want heavy foods in the summer when it's hot and sticky and you do want heavy foods and drinks in the winter when it's cold and chilly right um, right yeah so i don't know if there's foods that you guys have obviously ben is probably not for you but uh yeah i mean i don't really have that now if i'm working out if i'm digging a trench 
in the 90 degrees. <laughs> How sun. often do you do? <laughs> uh, well, you, man, it, I, could, it, I could really go for some fettuccine Alfredo yeah, right I'm now. Not, yeah, I don't want like. <laughs> could a, you imagine? I don't want a bowl of pasta <laughs> or a hot chocolate or something. But other than that, I'm like, if I'm if I want the thing, I'm gonna ingest it. I do actually have something like that, Dave. It's not food exactly. It's drink. Mm. In the summers, in the hot months, I switch to iced coffee. Yeah, I will say on when it's cold out, I rarely you will not see me with an iced coffee. So that that's one of my only distinctions significantly, I think. One time I rolled up to Starbucks because of the following, not because I wanted good coffee. And I was I was just really jonesing for a milkshake for some reason. Oh, they got plenty of. And I was like, I'm going to Frappuccino. And it's like 12 degrees outside. (laughs) 12 Fahrenheit, Dave, just so you know. Damn, it's really cold. And I was like, uh, I was like, like caramel frappuccino, and they make great milkshakes. By they, the way, they at, do at Starbucks. If it's sweet, it they don't taste good. make great coffee, but they make great great milkshakes. Better and be. It's probably eighteen dollars. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. She was like, um, the, the frappuccino. And I was like, yeah. She goes, oh, you know that's a cold drink. And I said, yes, that's what I want. She goes, oh, okay. <laughs> and I got around to the window and she was like, nobody's ever ordered that since I've been working here. If it's cold out, I was like, well, can't say that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that <laughs> makes sense. These people that will like take a black coffee outside and drink it in like 80 degree weather. I, it, it ain't me. It's the old. It's never going to be me. Yeah. It's the oldness coming yeah. through. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really have, I mean, certainly it, it's moment to moment for me. It's not seasonal. It's like sometimes I might feel like drinking a coffee in the summer. But again, if I'm engaged in physical activity where I'm sweating in the beating sun, I don't sure. want fettuccine Alfredo. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nothing yeah. like a black coffee and fettuccine after a long hot day. Put it in a blender. <laughs> oh my god! This has nothing to do with anything except for summer. Made me think of like things you do outside. It made me think of um, a game that's coming to Game Pass soon. What's that? Power washing simulator, Ooh. dude. You're you're. You know that's my jam. You're a menace. You are <laughs> the, a menace. The ultimate that. bad you guys, game. Do you guys remember when I played lawn mowing simulator for like three weeks straight? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm more a... Could a depressed person do this? Exactly. Yeah. Could they mow many people's <laughs> lawns? I think not. No. <laughs> that that game is uh, as bad as it is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's real It's real not good, but also pretty good. I liked it. I had fun. Then yeah. I was done with it forever. But Power Washing Simulator, boy, you best believe. Yeah, I think that's S tier. I, I feel like I'm not as enthused about lawn mowing as I would be as a... It's just... I feel like it's more satisfying instantly. Yeah. And like in the in the lawn mowing game, you have to like not go too fast or you do you like put divots in the grass and stuff like that. Yeah, that's bullshit, which I understand because, you know, it's a simulator. Sure. But in a power washing simulator, unless you like power wash through a weak window, how are you going to mess it up? Right. You just spray. I already, I already know what I'd be drawing. <laughs> I already know what I'd be drawing. <laughs> I think we all know. I think we all know. I suppose, since that's what the show's about, we should talk about some video games. Sure. Although we just were with Power Washing Simulator. Yeah, I know. It's Guys, the, don't sleep on it. I'm the latest it. and greatest. Yeah. These segues are getting rock hard. Just I like, know, dude. It's perfect. That's not the only thing. Did you say you're getting rock hard to my segue? No, yeah, the segues are getting rock hard. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> this comes from GamingIntel.com. Battlefield 2042 active player count overtakes the struggling Halo Infinite. Quote, 
both Battlefield 2042 and Halo Infinite have seen rocky launches with fans finding themselves disappointed in both. However, despite Battlefield 2042 only launching its first season recently, it's now overtaking Halo Infinite in player counts. But how far has Halo Infinite fallen? Well, we're going to give you the details. And Okay, I don't need your commentary here, okay? I just want the facts. According to Steam Charts, the popular website that allows players to see player counts for games. By the way, Steam Charts is great. It's so lo-fi that it's great. Yeah. Battlefield 2042 has been averaging more players in the past month than Halo Infinite. And it seems that even with the launch of Halo Infinite's second season, players aren't as interested anymore. Halo Infinite is averaging just over 4,000 players in the past 30 days. Compare that with Battlefield 2042 is averaging 6,300 players in the last 30 days. Uh, By the way, remember, Halo Infinite is the free-to-play one of the two. Right. And also it's Halo Right. Now, we have a couple things here to talk about real quick. First, Halo is very much a console game. Yeah. It is also a PC game, clearly. All of them are on PC except for five, I think, which, hey, that's fine. But so you're not going to have as many people playing on Steam as you probably are on Xbox or even on Game Pass or the Windows Store. But with Halo Infinite being free to play, that certainly brings a different dynamic to the Steam thing. Sure. Dave, you were, well, you and Brandon both were super pumped about Battlefield 2042. You were really super interested in playing it until it came out and you said, nope. How how do you feel about the news that they have now reached a 6,300, staggering 6,300 concurrent players? Yeah, I mean, it it sounds like a small number for a Battlefield game, but let's not forget that it was uh, not long ago that Battlefield dipped below 1,000 concurrent players on Steam. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's kind of two sides to this coin here. Um, On one side, you could look at it and say, is Battlefield seeing a bit of a resurgence? Are, Are they riding the ship ever so slowly? And then on the other side, is there a major problem here with Halo Infinite? Um I think it's probably a bit of both, but um, I'm, I'm happy to see this. And, and when I see these kind of healthy player bases developing, um, it makes me want to check out the game. I know they've, you know, EA and DICE have had a lot of time to iron out stuff and put in put in um, quality of life things like a leaderboard. Um, and obviously the release of the new map and some of the new weapons that came out a couple of weeks ago, uh, people are really digging it. So this is, this is a positive thing for EA and battlefield and it's making me want to, um, you know, potentially pull the plug, even though, or sorry, put, you know, g- give it a shot. I think even, everybody wants to pull the plug, even though it even is, EA. it's, it's not free to play. So, um, yeah. And the weird thing too, is like when this first sort of, I, I guess it was a season came out where they had the new map and new guns. And I was seeing some of the reaction and people were like, we waited all this time for this first season. We got one map, like three guns, one right. new operator. Like it, the, it was received fairly underwhelming. So it's nice to see that, you know, the reception and, and where the game is sort of trending is, is not necessarily the same thing. So, sure. um, yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see what you guys think about the Halo side of the story because I, you know, it's not right. one that I'm I'm super into at the moment, but uh, it's a little concerning, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Brandon, Halo. We were all about Halo for a little bit, sure. And I mean, when I say we, I don't just mean you and I because that was true. Everyone was, but I mean everyone was. Yes, everyone. Free to play multiplayer. Yeah, available pretty much anywhere, but but Nintendo and uh playstation sure uh the first game in many years supposed to be a banger how do you feel about halo now and the 
you know, with the uh, insight that it's got a lower concurrent player count than Battlefield, which was abysmal. Right. So I want to backpedal a tiny bit and talk about Battlefield first. Um, I feel like it had an irredeemable launch. Uh, and I don't want to be hopeful that they're steering the ship in the right way, as Dave mentioned. Um, but it's very possible that the people that stopped playing it, that have bought it, are now just starting to play it again because it's actually playable. Right. Um, so I'm I'm not holding out hope yet. I'd like to see those numbers come up more before I start to think that there's been a growth and a re reattachment to the series. Um, but I think for a lot of people, it was too little too late. Right. Um, and I know it was for me. Um, I'd be willing to try it. But like you said, I guess of the two, I would still have to pay money for it. I'm sure it's incredibly on sale. Um, yeah. But I, I want to see it succeed, but I really do think it's too late Yeah. Um, for me and a lot of other people. Um, Halo is a very sad thing for me because I thought Halo Infinite, Infinite's multiplayer specifically, was actually pretty tight. Like, I thought it played really well, um, and I thought some of the cosmetics were really cool. I think somewhere something got lost in translation, though. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was the lack it of... It was called finishing the game. Well, yeah. And, you know, I don't know if it was a lack of support, a lack of content. I thought they were really rolling stuff out quickly, but the interest just waned and it waned fast. Um, and it's sad to see because I feel like the bones of Infinite are really, really good. Sure. Like, I don't know, the moment to moment is, it stands out, you know, and it does still feel very much feel like a Halo game and the games that I loved. Um, but something isn't right with the way they're putting out content or the way they're balancing weapons or supporting the game. I don't know the answer, because um, I feel like they just dropped a new season and that didn't seem to interest a damn soul. No. Um, but yeah, I guess it's just sad both ways yeah. um, because I'm not really hopeful that Battlefield is yet on the rise um, and I'm saddened by the potential of Halo. Yeah. It, who knows, you know? Um, it's a beloved series, but who knows if this is badly enough, maybe it'll get on the back burner for a while. You know, maybe we won't see a Halo for a long time now. If it does bad enough. And I think you're going to see this Halo for a long time. You think? I mean, yeah, that, they stated that as, as much. Yeah. And I guess that's true. Um, but they both can they both can make things right. Um, I think it's going to take a lot of goodwill, though. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that either company is going to be able to do that um, and still make their shareholders happy. So. I, I think I mentioned this recently, but it's just insane to me that Forza came out and tons of people were playing it tons and tons of people and lots of people bought it even though it was on game pass i bought it yeah and because you're, you're an idiot i love it <laughs> i know i know. I, I am happy to give them my 60 dollars for that game yes um but shortly after they were like oh not only are we not spacing out the releases of forza and halo very far but we're actually going to give you halo early yeah and we're going to take away all the steam that Forza has and shove it into this unfinished product. Right. And then they were like, by the way, not only are you just getting the multiplayer early, it's not going to have co-op for single player and Forge isn't going to be included. Yep. I do think that when Forge comes out and people start generating content, if it's there, if people are still willing to, it is going to really have a good pick me up because that's the reason some of the older Halo games had as long of a life as they did, because these fan made maps that really that, you know, Halo basically bought into and adopted 
and just blew the game up. Yes, but they had the player counts then too before that. They did, but I think that that sustained the player counts. True, but after the fact, are you? Will it bring enough people back? I guess is the question. And I'm going to be honest with you guys: Halo Infinite's campaign was the weakest part of the entire experience for yes. me. Yeah. And you know, I didn't even talk in like. I've talked favorably about the multiplayer and I do like it a lot, Yeah, but there's even some problems I have with it. So the fact that, you know, even it's best isn't very good and it's worst is pretty bad. That's, I don't know. And if you're somebody who is a, I'm going to stick on one game for months of the time kind of person, Halos doesn't have enough there to keep you entertained. It just doesn't. No, it doesn't. And I don't understand because they have the resources. Right. And I feel like, I don't know. Microsoft doesn't have many other big titles like this. And not only did they step on their own toes, like you said, mm-hmm. but like what's happening behind the scenes? You right. know, they, they have to see the numbers and, you know, how disappointing would this be for the fucking studio to see articles like this come up? I mean, you know, I got to think what those board meetings are going to be like after these player numbers keep going down even further. They, they have to do something. Well, I think we can officially say that it's over. For Halo or for Xbox, they're done. Yeah, they're, they're going to recover. They're going bankrupt. So, sorry, Bethesda. It's over. Todd Howard's king. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll keep. We'll you know we'll keep an eye on that. I think all of us were really interested in Battlefield 2042, and then we're disappointed. And I have too many other games I want to play to really sink my time into something that is not going to be the best it could be. Yeah, but I will say that. Um, Battlefield 2042 and Halo Infinite combined don't have as high a player count as a paid game uh, that is called Sea of Thieves, yeah. which most people just ignore. But it's uh, got more of an audience than which the reason I really brought that up is to segue into the next story. And this comes from GameSpot, and it's about a game we've been kind of talking about for a long time. Oh, my. Skull and Bones. Wow. And I'm only bringing it up because I'm sick of the comparisons already of Skull and Bones and Sea of Thieves because I don't think they're going to be anything alike. I don't know that that means one's going to be worse or better than the other. I just mean... One's definitely going to be better than the other. Well, that's for sure. <laughs> I was going to say, Ben, you're, you're putting it a little nice. But I mean, but... we don't know what Skull and Bones is, right? We just know the long saga of I it guess, so far. Yeah. So, I mean, it could, it could very well be fine. Uh, but this comes from GameSpot. It says, Skull and Bones gameplay reveal coming this Thursday and a bigger Ubisoft forward event scheduled for September. For the Skull and Bones Spotlight, Ubisoft explained on its blog that it will provide an in-depth look at the upcoming world open-world multiplayer pirate game on its YouTube and Twitch. Set during the golden age of piracy, I didn't know there was a golden age of piracy, quite frankly. Uh, it has been smooth sailing for... It hasn't been smooth sailing for Skull and Bones since it was first announced at E3 2017. Boys, 2017 wow. E3 was five years ago. And this game was already in development before that. Yikes. And we still haven't seen it. Yikes. Um, in April, they did have a technical test, and the game has recently been rated by the ESRB, with one leaker claiming that it'll be released in November. I think the leak I saw said November 9th, maybe? Maybe it was a little before that, but either way. Uh, the event is on September 10th, which is just a few days from now. It kicks off at... 3 p.m. Eastern, which is the only time zone that actually really matters. Uh, And then (laughs) in September, they're going to uh, have an Ubisoft Forward event, which we can speculate on that, but who really knows what all that's going to include because it's in September 
and they announced it in July. Steep ten. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's weird because they they also announced that this big Assassin's Creed celebration would be culminating in September. So I wonder if like the Assassin's Creed thing is going to be tied into that Ubisoft forward, or if they're going to oh, have yeah. their own exclusive event. Not the point. Think, of, not what we're talking about right now, but just yeah, yeah. I don't think Ubisoft can have an event without talking about Assassin's Creed, though. Yeah, but I th- I wonder if they would have a dedicated event for Assassin's Creed. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not sure, but yeah. uh, we'll see. Anyways. Dave, have you seen much of anything about Skull and Bones? Are you interested in it, even in the slightest? I am, and I, I'm really excited for this um, event on Thursday. Uh, I, I, I'm hopeful that this game is what we were promised five long years ago, um, but obviously a little concerned, not so much about the event, but more about, um, you know, if this leak is true and this game which has had an extremely troubled development cycle. Um, if it's being pushed out with such a short lead time in terms of like announcing it, um, not really getting much of a marketing runway, if it's coming out in November, um, you know, we talked about this at length in our discord. Um, it stinks of something that Ubisoft is just trying to cut bait with mm-hmm. because, you know, a game like this, this that's probably been in, active development for the better part of a decade now has cost millions and millions of dollars. Um, you know, if, if, if they don't have the confidence in it to give it a proper, you know, lead time and, and market it properly and get people excited about the game again, then it, it, it worries me slightly, but, um, I'm going to be optimistic because this, this, um, showcase on Thursday looks to be, you know, it's not a quick trailer. It's, it's a deep dive on gameplay, uh, based on what we're hearing so far. So, you know, generally when a developer and publisher are willing to show a lot of a game, um, it, it hopefully means that, you know, they're, they're somewhat confident in what they're going to show. So, right. but yeah, I mean, we, we talked about this in our discord, as I mentioned, and there was, it was really interesting to kind of hear some of the, the opinions, um, from from some of the people in our discord about it and it i just kind of got the sense from some people that you know it's it's been five years since we heard about this game nobody cares anymore um so yeah i i i don't know it's it's going to be really interesting maybe things will change after thursday uh, maybe we'll get something that looks really really great and you know people loved assassin's creed black flags ship combat and that's what this was supposed to be is a whole game right. sort of built around that and um you know, hearing some people kind of say like, oh, you know, I, I just don't care about this anymore. It's it's it, it reminded me of like Days Gone, because when Days Gone was shown off, um, we looked at it and said, OK, it looks really good. The amount of enemies they have coming at you, like the horde mechanics look really cool. They're bikers. That's kind of cool, like Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. But are we really doing zombies again? Right. So. I'm kind of hearing that reaction about skull and bones, but I'm, and, and I'm kind of looking at it like, it's not like we have a lot of pirate games. So, you know, right. I get that it's been so long, um, but I'm, I was just kind of surprised that, that, you know, people um, seem to just not be interested because, you know, if anything, we could use more pirate games. And as you mentioned, Ben, this is probably going to be a very different game from Sea of Thieves, the right. only other pirates game that is sort of, in the mainstream eye right now. So yeah, just summarizing, I'm really excited for Thursday, uh, but I am a little worried if it is in fact coming out this year. Well, I think that here's my guess. And there was a little bit of rumbling about this at one point too, that they announced this game the same year that Sea of Thieves came out. 
and whatever they had built, they probably were like, uh, it's either too much alike or not enough alike for Sea of Thieves, which was doing rather well. And they only got better from there at first. Um, so they probably had to go back to the drawing board. The other thing is that we know that this game, I, I have a feeling if this game were not in the situation it is, they probably would have cut bait with it at some point because of all the development issues. But I think it's the Singaporean government is funding part of it. And so they're like on the hook to actually put it out or else they have to pay all that money back. So it's kind of a wild story about it. Uh, and I, I have no idea what the game is going to be like because they haven't shown anything, which I understand except for the, um, the really super close technical test. I was kind of like, Oh, maybe this is a, a cool thing. I mean, maybe this game's going to be good because there was this person I follow that was talking about being a technical test and that was going really well. It didn't, you know, couldn't shine any light on specific things. And then, so for a while I was like, okay, maybe skull mode is going to be okay. And then today, uh, he announced that he was going to be helping to co-host part of the event on Thursday. And I was like, okay, well, maybe he's telling the truth, but now I can't actually take that, that without a grain of salt. Yeah. So Brandon, are you going to play Skull and Bones? <laughs> I mean, that's an unfair question. Yeah. You don't have any clue what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll give it a go. Um, I'm, I want this showcase to be good. Yeah. Right. And if they're doing a lot of gameplay, maybe they're trying to make up for lost time. And they're going to give a really good presentation because they've been silent so far. That's what I want to have happen. Um, I'm not holding my breath, though, Yeah, uh, to be honest with you. And um, could this game entice me? Absolutely. Will it? And does Ubisoft mostly entice me? A lot of the times, no. Right. So I would love to fall back in love with the company and their products, but... You know, it, it would take some convincing and they can do it. They they really can. They yeah. can they, they can get me. But um, it's just been too weird to not worry. Sure. That it's not going to be good. So, yeah, I'm uh, not really sure, you know, how an Ubisoft game with a bunch of map markers is going to work on the ocean, on the seas. But it could yeah, be, <laughs> there could be something there. I don't know. I'm a. Uh, uh, also cautiously optimistic but i don't really my favorite parts of the only pirate game we have right now are the interactions with other players sure and i from the little bits of concept pieces we've heard about i don't know that that's going to be there mm -hmm. uh in this game but who knows they could they, you know they've had a lot of time to work on it obviously so could be a possibility uh i'll definitely tune in but i'm not you know, this isn't like, oh, it's a day one buy already. You know, right, who knows what it's right. even going to be or be like. So we'll see. All right. Let's move on from that one. The next thing, guys, they're really we're really dragging the bottom of the barrel these last few weeks because uh, it's summer and used to summer was uh, not a great time for games, but or no, summer was not a great time. And then sometimes it was a really good time. But this year, for whatever reason, it's just real slow the last few weeks. Anyway. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's some game news that's not game news. Uh, Sucker Punch says it has no plans to revisit Infamous or Sly Cooper. This comes from VideoGameChronicle.com. In a blog post announcing the migration and eventual closure of servers for Infamous 2's user-generated content, the company also included the following statement about the developer's other franchises. With our focus on our current project, we have no plans to revisit Infamous or Sly Cooper right now, and no other studio is currently working on projects related to those franchises either. These characters are very special and near and dear to our hearts, so while we'd never say never to reopening those doors down the road, for now, there are no Infamous or Sly Cooper games in development. So, you know, that's a pretty... Unless they're just straight up boldface lying, which I'm not going to put it past any game developer because we've known people have done that. But it doesn't sound like we're getting Sly Cooper or Infamous any time in the next five-ish years. Yeah. Brandon, have you... You played Infamous? I did. You played a little bit of Sly Cooper? I have not played Sly Cooper. Okay. Tell me, you know, how does that make you feel? Um, I think we got a really good Infamous on PS4. Mm-hmm. And so I don't feel like I'm missing that much. It would be okay if we took some time off to me. Um, now that's coming from someone who has a late uh, era experience and mm-hmm. someone who maybe wouldn't be as excited about a new one as someone who's played every single Infamous game. Sure. But... Um, I don't know. I just feel like we got a great game on PS4. And so I would be willing to wait for another one, even if it took a little bit. Yeah. And it's an incredibly talented studio. I am always about studios working on new projects. Yeah. Um, You know, old IP can be great, but new IP just changes everything. Sure. Um, it, It allows for a space for innovation that sometimes older IPs can be limited by. Right. Um, so Sly, I guess it's always looked cool. Yeah. Um, but once again, I guess we haven't had one for a while, so I guess I'm not missing it that much. Um, I, I could just potentially enjoy what's already there. Um, sure. So Dave, do you have any fondness or desire for these series? Um, I, I regret never playing, uh, Sly Cooper, um, because it was, it seemed like such a cool, stylish sort of narrative driven sort of game and that you know had such a good following and as i said i never played it uh i really liked infamous i'm not surprised we're not seeing another one um but i mean let's be careful if sucker punch is working on the justice league game right now is that correct uh i don't think so who's working on that game kill the justice league i thought that was sucker punch um maybe anyways you just threw a wrench into my brain i'm gonna look it up while you're (laughs) that actually kind of sounds right dave yeah i mean they they all they've said is we're not working on these games currently. So, um, you know, these two series have, have, as I said, pretty strong following. So I don't think it's something that, you know, Sucker Punch or Sony would scoff at in the future. Uh, if I had to put my money, though, on which one would come first, I feel like something like Sly Cooper has aged much better than something like Infamous. Um, Rocksteady, by the way. Rocksteady. I knew it wasn't going to be a Sony is. exclusive, and that couldn't have been the case if it was Sucker Punch. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So... 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an ever say never kind of thing. All they said is we're not working on this right now, but sure. uh, if I had to put my money, I would think that Sly Cooper would see a lot more success than an infamous game. Uh, I did really like infamous, but, um, just sort of doing that temperature check. I think Sly Cooper would be something that we could get if the two ever saw the light of day, but yeah, it kind of sucks that, uh, we're not seeing anything soon. That's for sure. Can you play Sly Cooper on current gen on PS5? Um, you might be able to now with the PlayStation, with the PlayStation Plus. PlayStation Plus. Yeah. yeah, I think it is on there. Yeah, it would be smart for it to be. I think it'd be cool to get like a Ratchet type. I don't know. I just feel like an old game that is newer, like Ratchet, comes to mind. How they just completely made it something new sure. and the same yeah. at the same time. Right. I feel like that would fit perfectly in that category. But it's crazy how varied Sucker Punch's games have been. You know, they've had these these old games, and then they put out right. You know some of the stuff they put out recently and then i mean i guess you see that to some extent like look at gorilla the the variety going from first person shooter to third person open world dude and it made it kind of made them bigger than they ever were before absolutely you know what i mean yeah so that's what i'm saying the new ip often i mean it can tank the studio sure maybe not a big one like this but uh i feel like that's a good space to be in right you know yeah, I think you're right. It's I like seeing innovation and everything too. So you know that helps. Lollipop Chainsaw. Ooh, we speaking old. Getting a remake next year. This comes from PC Gamer. Quote: After vaguely announcing in June that Lollipop Chainsaw was back, we now have confirmation that a remake is in the works and set to release sometime next year. Yoshima Yasuda, former CEO of Katakawa Games and producer on the original Lollipop Chainsaw is returning to make the game under his new studio, Dragami Games. According to Frontline JP, some of the original development team is returning to work on the game alongside new Dragami developers. Yusuda said he purchased the rights to the game from Katakawa, saying the original Lollipop Chainsaw was team, saying the original Lollipop Chainsaw team, quote, think of the game as very precious, end quote, and lamented how he did not want to leave it in limbo where players who want to play it cannot. I really respect that, quite frankly. I mean, also, he was thinking about, I haven't made a lot of money in a while. I should do something with a beloved franchise, but <laughs> right, know, whatever. Uh, there'll be a couple of differences between the remake and the original, some of which I'm not super jazzed about. The licensed soundtrack will be overhauled with only a few of the original songs carrying over to the remake. Lollipop Chainsaw's soundtrack was pretty incredible with songs like The Runways, Runaways Cherry Bomb and Riot Rhythm by Sleigh Bells. So that'll be really interesting to see those different approach on the soundtrack for sure. Uh, Dave, do you have any familiarity with the Lollipop Chainsaw? No, I don't. Uh, I recall when this game came out, um, like, I don't know, 15 years ago, something like that. Crazy uh, like that. 10, 10 years 10 ago. Years ago? Yeah, it, it was on PS3 too, one of them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and I when I heard when the news... When you're over 30, anything older than three years is basically 15 years ago. <laughs> exactly. Might, might as well be. 1990 was still 10 years ago. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I was surprised. Uh, I, I recall this game um, having, a, I, I, I guess, a bit of a cult following. Uh-huh. Um, I guess it was probably much bigger in Japan. Uh, so I, but yeah, I didn't really think it warranted um, sort of a revisit like this, but um, yeah, it'll be kind of cool to see what they come up with and, and how this game sort of is received. I, I, I don't know if it's for North American audiences. I don't know if, if anybody in our, in our, in our audience is, is kind of big on this, but uh, yeah, I mean, um, 
why not? It's 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 it it brings a lot of character and a lot of cool music and a lot of style and obviously we don't get a lot of that these days. Um, so it's always nice to see something um, with a lot of personality sort of blow up on the scene. So um, yeah, it's it'll be cool to see. It's one way to describe it. A lot yeah. of personality. <laughs> yeah, Dave but, just loves the the personality in that game. I think the reason. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of the reason it gained that cult following is because of people like Suda Fifty One being involved and James Gunn. I think sure. wrote it. Oh no shit! Yeah, I never realized that. Yeah, uh, I don't think. I mean, James Gunn wasn't nearly the name he he is now. But still, ten years ago. But still, yeah, I think those are the reasons why it's developed that cult following. So I think it'll be interesting. I'm really curious in 2023 how lollipop chainsaw is going to be received correct because it's uh you know dude it's uh, like putting out dude duke nukem next year like i don't know uh no it's i think like it's more severe than that maybe you even. think yeah okay I'm, I'm trying to remember i didn't play the game but i was at uh my, my roommate at the time well my roommate i got married in 2012 and then my roommate would still like come over to hang out occasionally sure uh, and he'd bring games or I'd go over to his place and hang out. And so long story short, I watched him play it a good bit. Okay. And I remember feeling like it was pretty irreverent and a little bit, um, not 2023 material. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, no, I, I have no experience with this aside from literally knowing it exists. Right. Um, I'm interested though, for many reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, we'll see. We we'll will see. see. I'm very interested to see what actually comes out. Um, th- have they mentioned whether it's just going to be like a straight one for one or have they said anything at all like that? No, they basically he said that it was going to be a remake, but they were going to um, have to change some things. Well, sure. <laughs> so, the soundtrack and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, you Licensing know, issues. Cherry Bomb's great, but we can we can pick another awesome punk song. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can. What do you think about the fact that um, he bought the rights back from the studio, Brandon? I think that's actually pretty meaningful. Yeah. If this gentleman cares that much about the series, then I think that that, that would be a game that would interest me because he's so interested. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, whenever you get these people that like really truly care about the IP... I feel like sometimes you get some of the wackiest and most inventive things that people can imagine. Um, and this game is not short of wacky things, uh, at least what it seems. So, Right. I agree. It is definitely wacky. I mean, the cheerleader walks around with a head on her. <laughs> in uh, chainsaws. Chainsaws, yeah. Dude, this is, so. The new God of War is really weird. <laughs> it's, got, it's taking a weird twist. Dude, did you guys see? Uh, Corey Barlog retweeted it, which is why I saw it. Somebody made... Uh, I don't know how they did it. Probably a mod on PC, but they basically um, replaced all the God of War characters in the new for the God of War 2018 with uh, Simpsons. Yeah, no yeah. shit. It was that is really awesome. Good. Yeah, that is legendary. Just, I'm sure if you just Google God of War Simpsons, it, it'll pop up. Yeah, but, yeah. That, that's funny. It was really funny. You know, Homer talking like you know, basically saying things that make sense probably ripped out from another game but uh just remembering what kratos actually said in that moment <laughs> i was like oh wow this line actually works pretty well here. right yeah. they made it work dave this one's kind of for you not really 100 but quebec video game industry will be impacted by controversial language law what 
<laughs> Go ahead. I don't know why this is for me, but okay. Because it has to do with Canada. <laughs> that okay. is your. I, I will. I will origin. be. I will be your Canadian correspondent for this. Thing. I know that you're not in Quebec, and I also know that you don't speak French, but you're in Canada, so you all get lumped together. Hey. People all the time ask me when I go to other, I shouldn't say all the time. A couple of times I've been to Italy, people have asked me if I've ever met a movie star. I'm like, <laughs> no, that's, but you're in the United States. Yeah, it's different though. We don't just hang out at LAX. Like, yeah. Although I did see Alfonso <laughs> Ribeiro at LAX one time. Anyway. So you have met a movie star? I didn't meet him. I just saw him. Okay. You yeah. kind of met him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. You were in his presence. Oh, sure. The aim of Bill 90... Oh, my goodness. Like The website just freaked out on me. Oh, why are there so many ads all of a sudden? Oh, Lord. It's terrible. It's like every experience I, I have on the internet. Yeah. The aim of Bill 96 is to strengthen the French-speaking province's language laws, ensuring French is the main language spoken in everything from business to healthcare. However, it's feared that this will drive away non-French speakers from Quebec's considerable video game industry. A number of major developers are situated in Quebec, including Ubisoft, Warner Brothers Games, Behavior, Gameloft, at Eidos, Montreal. Over 11,000 people are employed in the Quebec video game industry, which generates almost $1.75 billion in revenue for the province each year. An anonymous source speaking to CBD, CBC said, that's, uh, I'm not sure what that is, but this is from Eurogamer. Many games industry workers are now looking to leave Quebec. You already see it with some people who are looking at Bill 96 and saying, okay, it's time for me to pack up and leave. English is the default language for much of the gaming industry. He said learning, having to learn French would drive potential workers away from Quebec. Uh, we have a lot of people coming from everywhere around the world to make video games here in Quebec. Our fear is that sending out a message that Quebec is not inclusive to other cultures. I think everyone understands the importance of the French language. I just think it's a question of making sure that newcomers feel included as well. So, Dave, I figure as a Canadian, even though this doesn't directly affect you, you may have the most insight on this just because it's probably in your media more than it's on ours. But, okay, before I just make that statement, do you have any insight onto this? Yeah, I mean, there, there's always been a very strong um, sort of culture-driven movement in the province of Quebec where they have a culture that is different from the rest of Canada's. Um, they feel they're, you know, much more born in, in French and European culture than, than the rest of Canada is. And there's also, you know, been a... Um, a, a strong push in the province pretty much forever to separate and be their own country because, you know, they feel that their culture is being um, sort of, I don't know, watered down and gentrified a bit because, you know, they don't want to be lumped in with Canada. So this isn't new. Um, it's it's kind of been, I think, subdued slightly over the past, you know, couple decades, but um, not surprised to hear this kind of thing. To be honest, it it kind of sucks because, I mean, you know, Toronto and Montreal just have awesome development scenes because of, you know, government tax breaks and the way that um, they've tried to stimulate the arts and creativity industries, including gaming. So to see that kind of fall by, like everybody, you know, who play, plays video games has probably heard about Montreal at some point because there's so many big games that come out of Montreal. So sure. for that to be threatened because somebody wants to dictate what language you speak at work is it, it's, it's not surprising, but it sucks nonetheless. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the, I guess that's, that's a bit of the background on it. Um, right. 
Yeah, it's it's Quebec is kind of like Texas, I guess. Um, okay. I think there wow. there maybe there's sort of similar um, <laughs> sort of sentiments there where you know I I don't know if there's a separatist movement in Texas or something like that, but there is. yeah, there is. Um, yeah, yeah, so I mean, I guess the government. That, that would be the closest um, sort of parallel, obviously for much different cultural reasons, but sure. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, you know, if you go to Quebec and people sense or know or feel like you're from Ontario, specifically Ontario, and Toronto's even worse, uh, you get treated differently because, um, you know, you're part of the problem in their eyes. So, right, yeah, it's, 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 it's an interesting situation. That's for sure. Yes, but Quebec don't have a Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Quebec. Oh my goodness. Well, I don't really know what the law says specifically or the, the, the proposed bill or if it's passed or whatever, but I do know that limiting a private business to something that they don't really want that isn't harmful to other people is never a good move. And the universal language of video games is pretty much English. Like people in other countries, yeah. except outside of Japan, I would say. They attract people from other cultures and pretty much everybody just starts speaking English. And that makes a lot of sense because English is spoken around the world. People teach English to very young children in schools. Uh, England at one point owned most of the world <laughs> because they <laughs> they stormed the castle and overtook them. So, I mean, it makes sense that that's the case. And you need to have some universal language. And we all know Americans aren't going to learn another language. So, you know. Yeah, that's just the way it is. Kind of makes sense. If, if any, if if this does happen and it does have a significant impact on on the big countries, companies like EA and Ubisoft and IDOS, I could see this being a good thing for Ottawa, which is a major city. It's yeah. about two hours or an hour and a half just west of um, Montreal. <clears throat> it's in the province of Ontario, and it has the same tax breaks and sort of supports that Toronto does. So, if anything, they could just move shop you know, an hour west and and enjoy the same um, sort of financial positive, you know, uh, operating environment that uh, studios do in Toronto. Sure. So, yeah. I would imagine that's probably what they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, that would be the easiest thing. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think we've come to that point in the show. Damn. Where we talk about what we've been playing. Damn, damn. Brandon. What's up? You're up first. Well, um, I've been playing more GT, uh, GT seven. I was going to say GT sport, but, uh, Gran Turismo seven uh -huh. and I actually beat the game. Okay. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. Uh, have enjoyed this more than I ever could have imagined. Um, I was talking a little bit in discord about it, but I want more. Um, and I was not expecting this. The reason that I didn't just buy it and I borrowed it yeah. um, was because I was expecting to not finish it. Okay. Um, but I did. And I want more. Yeah. Um, so uh, thankfully, there has been some some post-launch updates. They've added a couple menu books and some new cars. And they still are adding things. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm sad to have have beaten it. Okay. Um, but so does beating it for this game in particular mean that, I mean, you just completed the, the campaign story? Sure, mode? sure. And like, I feel like sometimes when games aren't like, giving me rewards it doesn't feel as engaging so like i can grind and get like you know every car in the game or right you just pay for them all right or uh, yeah, yeah i hate that <laughs> but um but i think something is lost for me when i'm not like you know 
do these three races and you get three cars, mm-hmm. you know, when I have to grind to get something I want, that's when it starts to degradate my enjoyment of the game. Right. Um, so I've really enjoyed it and I'm going to keep playing it. Um, but yeah, I guess I actually have a couple complaints too. I think that um, there's been some known bugs that are in the game that they have on the menu that have been there for a while now. Um, and they're just not updating it. Um, so that's kind of interesting. I'm a little flabbergasted by things that seem seemingly easy to remedy that still aren't taken care of. Um, and I guess my second complaint is that it's an overall complaint with tech. Mm -hmm. Um, I managed to acquire a G27 Logitech wheel, um, and post PS4, uh, for some reason, these companies make it so that you have to buy a new wheel. Oh, of course. Unless I want a 60 or $70 adapter. Right. Um, which is almost the price of a goddamn wheel. You know, right. like like half the price, whatever. Um, so, kind of frustrated in that sense. Um, it's bittersweet. Um, you know, I've enjoyed the time I had with it, but there has been some frustrating moments. Overall good, though. Overall really, really good. Remind me after the show, I'll show you a wheel. that I, Or at least a place you can look for wheels. That yeah. would be cheaper than normal. Yeah. I was really hoping this old one would work out because it makes no sense. Mm. It makes literal no sense. It's the same inputs. They literally just mask it in a UI that says this is the new version of the wheel. Right. So it's going to work. Right. And I've looked up things. You can get adapters that literally trick your PlayStation into thinking it's a new wheel when it's not, Mm -hmm. meaning that it's the same code that's being pushed through. You're just... It's so frustrating because it's a perfectly good wheel. Yeah. Um, It was expensive at the time, I'm sure. Um, But yeah, I've just been playing GT7 and I think that's honestly about it. Okay. Oh, and Fall Guys. I've been playing Fall Guys again. Yeah, yeah. Fall Guys has been really great. Um, They've added a lot to it and it's something that I could just pop in for a match or two and I feel like I'm good for like a week. Yeah. It's so meaningless and just ridiculous. Yeah. floating around like a little tic-tac so the game is wild because when we saw it at pax i remember thinking no actually i saw it at e3 first and then pax and yeah. then pax and i remember thinking like okay this is fun but like there's no market for this right now dude and yeah. boy was i wrong <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like it's probably doing it probably had another spike now that it's released you know oh, they, yeah they put the ps5 version out they kind of soft relaunched the game mm-hmm. um I think they, there's a new trophy list too yeah and they didn't make it like like when I was re-downloading it again, it almost seemed like I was getting a new game. I know it's not, mm-hmm. um, but they did kind of soft reboot it. So uh, free battle pass this season. I don't know if that's something they're going to continue to do, but I got a battle pass when I logged in. So um, Maybe because you already owned it? Possibly. Very possible. Um, but no, just been popping around to a couple things. Um, but that's really about it. Nice. So. Davey. Um, so most of last week, uh, I spent with, uh, Prey, which I was playing, um, before last week. So I talked about it on the show last week. Um, I will, I will preface this by saying I will still look back on my time with Prey very fondly. Um, I still want to play more of arcane stuff. And if there was a Prey 2, which I know there probably won't be, but if there was, I would play it day one, but I rage uninstalled prey. Oh no. Oh yeah. Did you finish yeah. it? What happened? So there's a couple of reasons why this happened. Number one, and this is probably the biggest one is, uh, I didn't pay for it. It was a game pass game. Um, so I didn't feel, 
um, obligated to answer your second question, which is, uh, I did not finish it. So I did not feel obligated to finish it. Um, it did this thing where games of this nature, I feel are more prone to have this happen where there's a sudden spike or change in pacing uh-huh. that just sort of ruins the, um, the sort of decision makings and different builds that you can make and, and different ways that you decide to play the game. Basically what happens is, uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but um, in the last hour of the game, um, the game just decides to fill every area, every room with enemies. Um, and stealth, in my experience anyways, was basically not an option. Um, if you don't have enough materials to craft ammo, uh, or health packs or that kind of stuff, you're kind of screwed. Um, and yeah, it was just really disappointing because I just thought the game was so smart and intelligent and intuitive until this point in the game where it suddenly just decided it wanted to be an action game and completely take control out of the player's hands. So, um, yeah, I tried to run around and, and salvage, you know, the end of the game. And I was just like, I've had a good time up to this point. I think I'm, I, I think I'd like to play something else. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, as I said, I really like the game overall. Uh, I do think the end was really fucked up with, with just that design decision. But, um, yeah, I don't know if, if, if you're listening and, and you're in the discord and you played prey and you finished it and maybe you had a different experience, please share it with me. Cause I, I know not everybody had that experience, but I did see some reviews that mentioned that, you know, the end is a little unbalanced and, and not really consistent with the rest of the experience. But, um, so yeah, other than that, um, you know, Brandon was talking about Gran Turismo in the Discord, and I picked that back up just because I kind of got the bug again. And um, yeah, I've been playing that. I finally got gold on a license test in the special category that I've been trying to get for a long, long time. Um, so okay. that felt really good. Brandon and I, tough. sorry, I said those are so tough. Some of them are so hard. Yeah, dude. and the last set of licenses are just full track challenges so like right. you have to master the car you have to master the track and I th- i'm on the fifth one now so brandon you and i are playing the game very differently i am i don't think i'm even halfway through the menu books um just because i've spent so much time in like time trials and license tests just because um that's how i'm kind of enjoying the game is is like it's it's just insanity the way i'm playing it uh, because other people would say, how are you having fun with this? Yeah. But um, yeah, so so yeah, I think that's, that's oh, and I just I just installed Crash Bandicoot 4 uh, right before we got on, and I played about uh, 30 minutes, and uh, my goodness, that game is hard. No, yeah. sorry, it's not hard. I did die 20 times in the second level in the game, <laughs> yeah. because I went into the game, and I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to do all this, like, try and get 100% shit like all that sure. kind of stuff but there's a section at the very end of the of the second level where it's like these platforms keep appearing and disappearing and some uh-huh. of the platforms have boxes on them and I'm like I am going to get all the boxes so oh, I've died yeah. 20 times so far trying to get that so I actually think I remember the exact spot you're talking yeah, about yeah yeah um so yeah I mean Crash Bandicoot 4 is free on PlayStation Plus this month essential so if you are looking for something free to play I recommend that so far essential um, also known as the poor version that's me <laughs> so yeah that's about it for me though all right cool I uh, haven't played a lot of variety this week, 
but I, I I did the new Sea of Thieves adventure, which I talked about wanting to do last week. Uh, that was a good time. They're really adding to the story there and creating a lot of lore. Uh, the other thing that I've been playing is going to make Dave probably kind of angry. And that is uh, Cuphead. And the reason it's going to make Dave angry is because I started Cuphead <laughs> on Tuesday night really late on Tuesday night. You last late? week. You late? Yeah, really late oh, for oh. me even. <laughs> and so 6 a.m.? Uh, it was like 4, <laughs> yes. So I started it on Tuesday night. No, that's not right. Not Tuesday night. Thursday night. Started it on Thursday night. And I beat the game last night. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> well, this, this is, is a so question because it's it is heinously cheap. Like for what it is, and yeah. this is—is is it a lot? Is it like the same length as the main game, or it's like a couple more stages? No, no, I haven't gotten to the DLC yet. That was the main. Oh, game. <laughs> okay. Well, please answer that question later if you know it. Um, yeah. Okay. That's. So, I feel like shit now, but yeah. No, fuck you. I play games at my pace. That's well, right. the thing about the uh, and I only that was like that was uh, three or four sessions at night. You know, pretty much every 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 night from Thursday to last night. And uh, it's just as great as it always has been for me. I love the game. I know that many people don't. The funny thing is, and granted, I've played the game already. So I, you know, I have some benefit there. But I felt like there were levels I had zero difficult difficulty on the first time I played it. But this time almost drove me to quitting and just not playing that anymore. And there were other levels that the first time I had incredible difficulty with. And this time I just like breathe, ran it without dying once. Damn. And I'm like, I don't really understand the mechanisms that are in my brain that are causing this to happen anyway. So the game's done. I certainly didn't hundred percent or anything. Uh, I'm not that much of a masochist, but so uh, as soon as I beat the devil at the end, you played on normal. Yeah, you have to to beat the, to finish the, gotcha. the game. Uh, you have to get in, in order to progress to the each island. You have to have gotten all the contracts, and you can only get the contracts on normal. Normal, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so I I finished it, and then I immediately bought the DLC, which was only eight dollars. People, it's that's, a freaking steal. That's crazy. And started it and I'm having a little bit of difficulty getting adjusted to the move set of the new playable character, which is chalice. But, uh, I really like that character. I've just, you know, just got done playing, I don't know, 15 or 20 hours with cuphead and it's a lot different, of course. So that's taking me a little while. I think I beat one boss in the DLC and then there's like a little section that's not technically bosses it's like another world kind of with like chess pieces and i don't know it's it's like medieval but uh and i've uh i finished a couple of those but there were, i got to a point last night where i was like this is too hard for 4 a.m <laughs> so i'm going to bed right so that's i mean i just i'm just constantly impressed by that game every time i play it or hear it or see somebody else playing it i'm just like wow this is a really good game. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's I think it's well designed. It's it's really interesting to me because that game is so incredibly tough, but it never once feels cheap. Every time you die, 
you're like, or get hit or whatever. You're like, I know exactly what I did wrong. At least that's my experience. And for me, that's important because I can't stand it when, for instance, I love Crash Bandicoot, but there are times in Crash Bandicoot when I fall off a platform, I'm like, there is no way I just fell off that platform. I landed right on it and it knocks you off. With this game, it's like, oh, that boss just hit me and I know exactly why because I parried at the wrong time or I, you know, whatever. Right. There's one level or one part of a level where things just appear out of midair and start like coming at you that nine out of 10 times it would just appear on my character on Cuphead (laughs) and you instantly get hit before you even have a chance to respond. Sure. That felt a little cheap. But other than that, 99.9% of the rest of the game, just I feel like it's earned. The difficulty is earned. So I will report back to you, Dave. I think I read and I tried not to read too much, but I just saw in passing that there are six new bosses in the DLC, but that there are also like other things, you know, the run and gun levels. There's similar things to that. And then there's those the the chessboard guys that I was talking about. Um, There's stuff like that. So I haven't gotten into all of it. I made a I like made a conscious decision to not explore the whole DLC island until I I I want to do it in order of when I walk up to them. So. And I'm also kind of a masochist for that because if I'm having trouble beating something, I don't just go to a different boss and try to beat them. I have to beat them in the order that I start them. Mm-hmm. So I'm an idiot, but that's just the way it is. So that's what I've been playing this week. And uh, probably for the rest of this, well, it depends on how long it takes me, but for the rest of this week and who knows how much longer, I will um, definitely be playing the DLC. I will say this though, Dave, if it makes you feel any better. I, you know, there were levels I had a hard time with and everything on the base game, but I, I, essentially for me and for you and for any of the three of us and compared to the first time I played the game breeze through it in comparison. But as soon as I got to the DLC, the first boss I worked on for over an hour. And for me, that's a long time to just do the same thing over and over again. Part of that's because of the new character, but I also felt like, Oh wow, this is more complex right. in some areas. So can I, can I defend myself for a second here? Oh yeah. I wasn't, by the way, I wasn't picking on you. I just, the last couple of weeks you were like, Oh, I take forever to play cuphead. So that's okay. what I was getting. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. First <laughs> of all, I beat Elden Ring this year. That's uh, right. Did you? What, did you beat Elden Ring, Ben? Uh, no, but I could. Let's okay. go. Okay. The second thing I have to defend myself on is the reason I have not played Cuphead, and I've had it for going on two years now, is because the way I'm playing it is I will pick it up when it's uh-huh. like convenient for me. I will beat one level and then I'll put it down for yeah. like months so yeah. i haven't played it since the since the winter so you know what ben i'm moving out of my house uh-huh my wife and i were trying to buy a house i'm gonna be yeah. out of the house for a little bit i'm gonna have my switch with me um so you know what just for you i'm gonna hunker down and i'm gonna show you that i can beat cuphead and i I'm love it, do it. Yeah. Uh, I love dave it. you see you're taking personal offense to this i did not insult you or anything i just said you'd hate me because you talked about how slowly you were playing it you know what i am choosing to be offended right now and that's your fault <laughs> i love this i love this boys you, are you american dave <laughs> i love to this be offended? more stoke the fire <laughs> dave uh i i'm very excited for you to to beat cuphead cool and then maybe right. i'll even go crazy and get the dlc who knows who knows let's let's take it one step at a time though i saw so last night i saw the dlc it was on uh uh good old games and it was like a five percent or ten percent off coupon and i was like oh, i should just use that because i was about to buy the dlc i think wario tweeted or something and i was like no you know what it's eight dollars i'm just right i'm just paying for it right i don't need to 
to get a discount for eight dollars. But sometimes you just pay. Even now, if, you if don't it was an eight dollar discount, you know I take that all day. Oh yeah. But I'm not taking a five percent off coupon for an eight dollar expansion of a game that I absolutely love. So anyway, that's it. That's pretty much the extent of things here. I just gotta gotta mention for for my uh, my dreams and a shout out for this week. A uh, shout out to our Discord, which was bumping this week. Oh, uh, yeah. I yeah, said it a stuff. few times, sort of throughout the show, that you know we said this in Discord, we said that in Discord. So yeah, keep it up. I I don't know about you guys, but I love chatting with uh, everybody and and talking about cool gaming stuff because none of my other friends, all two of them, want to talk to me about video games. So <laughs> right, I appreciate the time you're all taking in the Discord. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, so hop in on the Discord. It's uh, handsomephantom.com slash Discord. You can hop on in there. Or if you're already connected on Patreon to Discord and you happen to be a patron, you'll just pop right into the Discord. You'll get automatically connected. Uh, if you want to become a patron, it's a, a dollar a month for the lowest tier. You get four to five episodes a month. It's a day early. It's ad-free. Hop on in. Join the club. It's not even as much about the money, although we do appreciate the money so we can pay for the stuff. But uh, it's more about just we like knowing you've bought in to the brand. It's cool, too, because if if the show is being late to be published, you can send us your dick pics on Discord because, you know, that works. Oh, my goodness. You've opened a floodgate that can never be closed. Please, for the love of Christ. I've got a binder full of dick pics. Make them veiny, folks. Not mine. No, just ones I've collected. Oh, my. Yeah. I had no idea. I swear to God, if any of you reprobates send me a dick pic, I, I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Literally, <laughs> the fact that those words were spewed is we are in the danger zone. Yeah, for sure. All right, boys, let's get out of here. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. The HP podcast is supported by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Jason Canham, Toby Ryland, Chaz Peterson, Edward Walton, Josh Cummings, Jared, Boots, Fusebro, Passive Pixels, Edwin Castillo, Maurice Bays, and H Trance. <laughs>